Hello, welcome to another episode of Brick by Brick. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this newest episode. I'm currently your host, Emily Verbecki. And in our lineup of episodes so far, we have not had many conversations with individuals who have ties to Albion College, which is part of the reason I'm excited for today's guest. Clarence Sturgis is the Assistant Director of the Build Albion Fellows, as well as an Assistant Director for Intercultural Affairs at Albion College. Clarence uh, being able to join us is especially uh, helpful and important because his role in connecting the community and the college and vice versa I see as being very important. So I'm really excited that he's here and had time to come down for a conversation. So welcome. Thank you so much. Well, Clarence, thanks you for allowing (laughs) him to be here. (laughs) So before we hear a little bit about your work as um, with the Build Albion Fellows, will you share a bit about your Albion story? How and where does it start? Um, so, um, my journey with Albion, I started in high school. Uh, so before I graduated high school, uh, my plan was to go to, um, a junior college, you know, um, get prerequisites out the way and then transfer to a four-year institution. Um, I come from a larger family, uh, and because of that, I've, I've seen a, um, a few of my siblings do that and, you know, it's financially safe <laughs> to do those things, right? Um, and so um, I was also um, a track and field athlete, and I still wanted to run, but I thought the best option for me was to, you know, go to a two-year institution and then four-year uh, eventually. Um, speaking to the assistant track coach, he honestly inspired me to do something a little bit different, and so I ended up at Albion. Um, I was at Albion for all four years. I had a great experience. Um, You know, college has its good times, its bad times, it's a little bit of everything. You learn quite a bit about yourself um, and the world. Um, Specifically for me at Albion, I learned a lot about the world. Someone told me that if you can survive here, you can survive anywhere. Um, I didn't really recognize the power of um, those words until after I left. Um, And after I graduated, uh, four years later, I am back here. <laughs> so you left Albion for a bit after graduation and then came back. Correct. So the tie and the pull of Albion College was strong for you, or it was a it was a position that you were looking for and you would have gone to anywhere else, and it just happened to be at your alma mater. Uh, so um, if I'm being completely honest, um, <laughs> um, I, I did look into working at Albion even after I graduated, but at that time I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do with my degree, you know, like many other mm-hmm. college students. Um, and it took me a while to figure out what I wanted that to be. So about, about two and a half, three years after I graduated, um, I was working in Ann Arbor and um, I had been doing research and just, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do specifically with my life, my degree, and, you know, moving forward. Um, and I figured out, figured out that I wanted to work with, with students, um, specifically college students. Um, the assistant coach at Velvet High School, um, he kind of gave me confidence and told me that I could do something that I didn't think I could be able to do. And so I wanted to be able to uh, potentially inspire others um, the same way that he inspired me to, to go on and, and get a four-year degree, even when I thought I couldn't. Uh, and so that's when I started looking for uh, jobs across the country. Um, and Dr. Walker, uh, the um, previous dean of students, reached out to me uh, to let me know that there was an opening uh, here in Albion. Um, I actually had no intentions on coming back, um, but reading the job description and 
just remembering my time here at Albion, you know, I said, okay, I'll, I'll give this a shot. And if it, if, if it goes through, then I'll stay. Um, things worked out, um, and I decided to stay here in Michigan and move up to Albion. So even in all the snow, it couldn't deter you? And <laughs> <laughs> I, I, unlike most people, um, have found my dream job, dream job um, earlier on. Um, and from here, I mean, who knows where I'll go, but um, it's a great start. So how long have you been now back with the college um, in this role? Since September 19, 2016. Okay, wow. So if you're going to be coming up on three years after, after the fall. Three full years, but we're already in our third academic year. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the cycles of the academic year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so speaking of the Build Albion Fellows, tell us, for our listeners who aren't familiar with the Fellows, Tell us about the program and your role as uh, the assistant director of the program. So the Bill Albion Fellows program is a program that allows for um, incoming, or I'm sorry, it allows for students who specifically fit uh, specific qualifications that live here in the city of Albion, um, once admitted to Albion College, um, to attend Albion College in exchange for tuition, books, room, board paid for. Um, I'm sorry, yeah, tuition, room, books, um, and board pay for in exchange for community service. Mm. Um, so specifically, um, my work with the fellows program, I am boots on the ground, right? I'm day to day. So anything that's happening um, with the fellows specifically, I know about it. Um, planning what their semesters look like um, from classes to um, service throughout the semester, um, as well as their summers. Most people don't know that the, that the fellows program actually does not stop in the summer. So when school ends, the fellows program actually um, gets another jump start. Um, so while most people go home for their summer vacations, the fellows are working the entire summer. Um, and they usually get, a, I try to give them about two, week, two weeks off, you know, at the end of, at the, after the end of classes and before the start of classes, you know, just to help revitalize them a little bit before <laughs> things start over for them. So um, it's a, a hard working group of students. Um, in my opinion, most people don't know how hard they actually have to work to be there because they have to be um, not just students, but students who live here in the, the city of Albion, um, but stay on the college campus. Um, they have jobs, right? Um, some of them are doing internships, but on top of all of that, they have um, the full service, a full, a full class, a mm -hmm. full class schedule, um, and a service schedule that they that they have to adhere to. Um, and again, it's year round; it doesn't stop. So you mentioned um, some uh, planning some of what their semester looks like. Mm -hmm. Do they have specific courses that they are required to take as fellows? Yes. So um, each year, or what I call them, each each cohort um, um, focuses on something different. The first year is a year of service. Second year is leadership. Third year um, we focus on internships, um, and then the fourth year uh, we focus on a capstone project. Right. Mm -hmm. So the first year, the year of service, they have a um, literally a, a, um, um, a class um, or a course um, telling them what service is. Is service good? Is service bad? What does it look like for different people? Um, how does service different, uh, differ um, in different communities? Um, second year is the, the year of leadership. Um, we have them work with Troy Case and the career development to also get them ready for um, their, their, uh, the internship uh, possibilities coming up um, in, their, in the summer of their sophomore year and junior year. Um, 
Um, and this year we're also, we added a class to the sophomore cohort. Um, so they're working with Eddie Visco and um, Patrick McLean uh, in the Ford, I believe it's Ford. I always get Ford and Gerstecker mixed up. <laughs> uh, Institute uh, at the college. Um, so specifically like in that class, right now they are looking at um, nonprofits um, in the community and also outside of the community. There are plenty and many um, of, of ways to do service. Um, and uh, and looking at nonprofits and, and seeing how things run specifically um, is one of those ways, right? Um, and so right now, let me see, this week they actually, they went to the BOEM. Most people don't know the BOEM is actually a nonprofit, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so like they, they have people coming in um, and also they're gonna visit people throughout the city. Um, and at the end of the course, they're going to uh, take a trip to Detroit, right? Um, do some service there um, and also further their networking uh, connections. Um, outside of that, the current junior course um, are in their second semester. So once they hit second semester junior year, they have no um, mandated um, courses by the Fells program. But in the first semester, um, again, we, we, we help them um, with um, internship, potential internship possibilities um, and also just learning more about um, what it means to be a fellow um, being inside the program. Um, but this year, they actually gave us some feedback, some very helpful feedback, um, and gave us their perspective on what it means to be an actual fellow, boots on the ground for them, you know, rather than myself or uh, Kena Williams, who is the director. Um, so we can see um, from their perspective how it's been since they've been here. Uh, and then the senior year, you're just working on their capstone projects. I know that was a mouthful, but. No, so um, this is the first year that there's a cohort at every level, correct? correct? So this means that this is the first year of graduating fellows. Yes. How many outbuild Almion fellows are there currently freshmen through seniors right now? There are 13 freshmen, eight sophomores, eight juniors, and four seniors. So that's a, a, that's a decent sized group. Yes. How often does the whole group get together um, as a whole? Uh, <laughs> not very often or not too often okay. um the reason why i do it that way is because it's actually very difficult i mean i'm sure you, you understand mm -hmm. to get that many people with so many schedules right in one place at one time so even when we do have like all fellow service projects um generally we try to extend them make sure that the project is long enough so that people can come in and out as they're needed mm -hmm. or uh, or as they can uh, depending on their individualized schedules gotcha that's awesome so um, can you give us some of the examples of some of the impact that the Build Albion Fellows have had on, on the community, some of the projects that they've done in the past or things that they are working on currently or have plans for for the future? Um, so um, historically, the fellows, the, the, the incoming class of fellows um, has worked with Summer Dreams. Last year was our first year now working with the Summer Dreams and Peapods uh, program um, with the Recreation Department okay. of the City of Albion. But... Um, when the fellows program first started, um, that partnership was made um, basically as a way to allow for a lot, to, uh, basically for uh, as a way to allow for uh, the fellows to have a summer program, right? Um, so if, for those who don't know what the, what Peapods and Summer Dreams is, um, it's a program that allows for uh, uh, just students, or I'm sorry, not students, but just uh, kids of the city to go to 
uh, the what's now Marshall Opportunity High, mm-hmm. um, and spend the day there. Spend the day the day there um, over the summer break. Over the over summer break. So some people think of it like it's a boys and girls club. Things something similar. It's not so much, um, but they do different activities um, with different folks from around town. So. Uh, let's see, the last time the fellows, so it wasn't last summer, but two summers ago, last time the fellows was there, they worked with uh, the Frank Center um, in Marshall. They also worked with the Nature Center here at Albion. Um, and so uh, like the kids, the Peapods portion of that would go to the Frank Center in Marshall, and they end up putting on a play at the end of the summer, right? That's something that we're work, working towards. Um, the uh, Nature Center would come in with animals um, and allow for the allow for the kids to learn more about you know, whatever animal that they have brought in that day, right? And outside of that, um, there is plenty of games and, and whatnot being played throughout the day. There's swimming lessons or, 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 or swimming going on. Um, um, there's library time, so you get a little bit of everything. Um, so outside of that, working with the city directly, um, the fellows have done plenty of projects. Um, so we've worked with. Let me see. Last year we did. Um, Almost two broad, two projects simultaneously. So the 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 sophomore class last year was working um, with Harrington Elementary, um, and they they did um, a field day at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. So the field day was held at Albion College um, in the newer, I believe those are lacrosse courts at the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the new athletic area. Correct. Yeah. Um, that was an amazing adventure. Um, lots of planning, um, lots and lots and lots of kids. Um, and at the end of the day, um, just going around and being able to see the smiles on the, the kids' faces was absolutely amazing. And so we loved working with Harrington uh, in that capacity. Uh, but also at the same time, uh, we were able to, um, the, the freshman class uh, last year, they, they put together um, a canned food drive um, and was able to, le- uh, to work with the local food bank um, to uh, service those in need. So there are plenty and many of service projects that the fellows like to get their hands into. And um, we're actually trying to um, expand upon that foundation and and see who has been untouched um, by the fellows program to see what we can do um, so that we can, you know, help the community even more because that's what the program is for. Right. Right. Help to revitalize and shape this community in the way that, you know, the community sees these needs. These are these are students from the community, so they're the ones that, that are supposed to be shaping it. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. So I get the sense that there's a, a kind of a wide range of ages that are serviced um, through some of the projects that the, the fellows are doing, but that they continue to evaluate the needs of the community since they're so closely connected that I'm sure all of them have family and extended family in the area, so they have a real strong connection to hearing things that people are struggling with in the community. So that helps to be a direct line and not have things have to go from one organization to another organization that then the college says, oh yeah, we can organize a group of, of, of youth and, you know, or students to, to help out that they can um, take what they're hearing and, and conversations that they're having with friends and family and build um, service projects around there. It seems like that's part of what makes the Build Albion Fellows kind of unique. So it's it's very unique because that actually kind of touches on two points here. So yes, you know, we speak to the fellow and say, hey, if you hear something in the community, something happening that you want to that you want for you know your your class or cohort or f- for it to be an all fellow service project, then you know let us know um, because we want to see if that's something that we can actually do. But outside of that, we also encourage them to um, think about ways and opportunities um, that they can service the community 
as part of their capstone project, mm. right? So um, the capstone project is basically their way of giving back to the community, um, be it through some type of research or, act or actual implementation um, of something that they see lacking in the community, right? Um, I mean, Give an example of, of like, obviously this is the first year that that there's a group doing the capstone projects. Can you give us a taste of what some of them are doing right now? I don't want to give away anything specifically, oh, okay. um, but let's see here. I can give you a tidbit of um, another fellow's idea that's not a senior. Okay. Um, someone would like to organize like a community orchestra, mm. right? Um, why? Because they have interest specifically in music, um, be it academically or non-academically. It's something that they see in the community or it's something that they would like to see more in the community. Um, but even outside of the capstone project, um, something that could have been a capstone project, honestly, um, was uh, the, the, the fellows basketball tournament. So last year was the first year um, that we didn't do it. We um, plan on bringing it, bringing it back, um, but... Um, the first year, the first cohort of fellows, um, which means now seniors, um, decided to put together a basketball tournament, right? So they're, they're the ones that decided what service that they wanted to do, right? Mm -hmm. they, didn't, they didn't go and ask anyone else for help um, in putting together a project, right? They said, this is something that we think the community needs, so let's do this. And why did they decide to do it? Because they recognized that there were families that couldn't... Um, uh, could not afford the pay-for-play uh, sports throughout the school year um, with the Albion um, Recreation Department. So what they do, they put on the basketball tournament to help raise funds to pay for those families or lessen the cost for those families throughout the year. Sponsor some athletes, things like that. Exactly. And uh, last the last time we did it, there was tremendous help from the community, right? We went around and everyone allowed for us to, to you know, put up flyers here and there, but not just that, but they contributed to, um, financially uh, to the tournament itself so that we could have more of a profit. Mm -hmm. um, and in that year, I believe we raised over $1,000 um, um, so that we could give back to the city of Albion or the, the, the rec department uh, to help pay mm -hmm. um, or lessen the costs for specific families. Yeah. Yeah, those collective efforts um, can be really powerful when it comes to fundraising and supporting projects or um, supporting students, families. All kind, of, you know, they they can be, they can really mobilize mobilize people around um, around a a center effort or a center cause. Um, Absolutely, and if it's anyone that sees those needs, it's the people who have to. Uh, it's, it's the people who, who, who live within that, that specific area, right? Mm -hmm. Right. They, they live this every day. Yeah. Right. Yes. And I'm sure sometimes they like to disconnect a little bit from <laughs> homes, just like any other college students. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can remember, you know, being like the last person out of the dorm um, when I had to go home just down the street um, mm -hmm. myself, myself. So I'm sure they have a little bit of that. But but I know there are moms and grandmothers and dads who expect phone calls mm -hmm. home and visits. So Absolutely. they continue to stay connected and hear about things that are going on, even if they try to do what <laughs> most college students do, which is have a little independence and mm -hmm. a little distance. Hey, we, we get requests every year. Hey, can we stay on campus uh, <laughs> over the, the summer? summer. <laughs> <laughs> can we stay on campus over Christmas break? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, yeah. Just like are there normal college students. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, as I mentioned, uh, 
you you know you're one of the first people that we've had a, a part of these conversations that have such a direct connection between um, between the college and the community. And in some ways, I think you have a fairly unique view or connection to this group of young adults who are working through these formative years for themselves and coming from the community, but then going onto the college campus that can sometimes be very disconnected um, and, and not as connected as some other town and gown communities um, like Albion. Are there any common themes or, or points that you feel like you hear over and over from students that you feel like there's opportunities for growth and development for both the community and the college based on things that you hear from what they share in their experiences? Uh, so last year during the um, All Fellows Retreat, every year we have a, an All Fellows Retreat, we get all the students together uh, and we prepare them for what's to come uh, in the summer. Um, but last year during the retreat, we sat them down and we asked them, what is it that we're missing, right? You tell us what we can do better, what the college can do better, what do you want to see in the city? And one of the things that came up was specifically the relationship um, between the city um, of Albion as well as um, um, Albion College. But not only that, it's it stemmed from the specific awareness of the Build Albion Fellows program within the college and the community. Uh, so we had students saying, you know, um, they, they would sit in, sit, in, sit in class and they'd hear someone specifically say something about someone from the town. Um, when I was a student, everyone that, that lived in the city of Albion, if they were on a college campus, they were called a townie, right? Um, and I, I had, had always thought of that as somewhat discriminatory, right? right? Um, or you're, you're stereotyping, you're categorizing people um, and giving them um, some type of negative connotation when there really is none. Um, but even with um, the way things have, are moving in the college and the community today, uh, those, that, those things still exist, right? And so um, the fellows let us know that they would like to educate uh, Town & Gown, the campus and community um, on the fellows' um, projects, um, on, on the program, what it means to be a fellow, um, and everything therein. Um, why? Because they want to better the relationship between, again, town and gown, just like the fellows program was meant to do um, originally, um, but also to help change the perception of what it means to be an Albion College student, even if you are from the city of Albion. There shouldn't be an even if, right? It should just be another college student. And their experiences are deemed as much different because they are considered townies. Uh, so that's something that we've been, we've been trying to work on. Um, we've been trying to uh, put out more information, better information about the Beale Albion Fellows Program. This year, we were able to um, get the senior class in the Albion Yo that went around the country, which was absolutely amazing, um, highlighting um, the amazing accomplishments of those seniors. But also, it's 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 something that we touched on a little bit earlier. It's also working in the community to have more of a of an expanded foundation, working with individuals that we haven't worked with before. Um, we want the fellows program to be a household name. We want for upcoming students to to want to be a part of the program because they realize how good of a program it is um, or recognize that there are some things that they would like to change about the program and they want to come in with ideas to help us shape and shift um, what it looks like. Hmm. Very interesting. So what, what as 
me being a member of the community now more years separated from the college than I sometimes wish that, (laughs) (laughs) but every day, every minute, it gets a little bit further away. But as in, there certainly are individuals in the community who, you know, attended Albion college or our staff or faculty for the college. And we of course want that number to grow, Mm -hmm. um, to help, strengthen that that relationship. I think the more college staff and faculty that live here and live and work here mm-hmm. only strengthens the ability for us to be a united group and not have so much fractionation. But in that process, trying to move closer to that um, and not losing, obviously, the identity of the community and not wanting anybody to feel like the college is just taking over. Mm-hmm. Heard that um, a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what, what can community members do to help support the Build Albion Fellows? Um, specifically, I've had community members reach out to me directly and inform me about things that are happening in the community, right? So I live here in the community, but um, I don't know everything, right? And no one reports to me. (laughs) Um, But being able to create a steady stream of information um, for the fellows program or just for the college in general so that we can see um, and know things that are happening. Like I actually sent an email before I got here um, to potential, uh, I'm sorry, to current uh, partners of the fellows program um, asking about uh, for more information, further information about summer programs um, that we don't know about uh, or anything that might be starting that um, the fellows could potentially uh, be a part of. Expanding our knowledge, ex- expanding that base, if, if, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I have to imagine you have to have in, in the back of your mind a little bit of trying to preserve the student's balance in their life as well and, and keeping expectations realistic mm-hmm. for what can be done. Certainly it's, it's, it's not this workforce that can just, you know, go out there and spend 40, 50, 60 hours um, working on projects. But if you feel like there's still more capacity Mm -hmm. within the program um, to continue to add new things on, I can imagine that continuing to get a steady stream of information would be helpful. Or even when when opportunities open up to start new projects, Mm to not have to spend time going out and hunting yeah. for new, for new things that that it's in I would imagine it helps to maybe find commonalities between projects too or different organizations that are struggling with maybe certain similar activities mm-hmm. maybe work can be done that it helps us to work smarter and not harder all the time. Right, right. Um additionally, you know, I would add that um I hope that when anyone wants to potentially work with the fellows, right, they, that they understand who we are. Well, I can't say we, but uh, who they are, mm-hmm. right, um, what they stand for, um, and not look at them as workhorses. Because unfortunately, you know, we've had, again, that misconception between both college and community um, that some of them um, are there just to, you know, do some extra work. Um, and that's, that's, that's not the case. Right. You can't call us up and we'll be there on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Um, but understand the, the vision behind their service. Right. A part of the interview process, when they come in, we ask them, you know, what is it that you want to see? Um, and a lot of the, a lot of times we get the answer. Um, you know, I heard that Albion used to be this great thing before I was around and I would like to see it become something 
similar to that or, 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 or better than that, right? I want to mimic the feeling or the experiences um, of the older generation. Um, and so being able to take that into account um, and again, just rethink what the fellows are um, and understand that no, they're not just workhorses. We we can't just call them up and you know say I'm having this this thing real quick. You know, come come my way, mm-hmm. right? But value their time and value them um, for the students that they are, for the visions that they have, and for the passion for the community um, specifically that they have, because they're doing work that many many aren't doing, um, and they're putting in work in hours that again many others are not. They're picking up slack. Um, in areas that no one is seeing, but no one, all, and also no one is talking about, and they're okay with it, right? They don't need their names plastered everywhere, right? They just want people to know we're here to make a difference, and and that's what we're going to do. That's such an awesome place to kind of wrap this up. Um, but I have a uh, final question that I've kind of asked everybody. Yeah. Um, so if somebody didn't know you yet. Um, and they encountered you in and around the community, um, and you weren't working on a Build Albion Fellows project, what might they find you doing? Most likely running. (laughs) (laughs) So they really have to be able to keep pace with you then if they... they want to join you on that run or anything like that yeah so most of the time if i'm being honest i mean not now because it's you know like 27 inches of snow outside (laughs) um i'm generally just running working out um because i like to do it (laughs) um it's funny because uh, the current senior class of fellows uh when i first got here i kept running into them um, you know, while I was off work. Uh-huh. So they, they would literally be driving down the street and I would see them at a stop sign as I'm crossing the street. And I would, you know, get back to the office, you know, maybe the next week or so. And I'm like, look, you don't have to say hi to me every time you see me. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I would see them and run into them so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. You like, won't be offended if they don't say hi. Absolutely not. You know, it, it's it's <laughs> it's hard sometimes to, to, to keep your pace and think about, you know, or, or try to keep your mind off of things and then you, you're startled because you see one of your students and it's like oh hey you know <laughs> but yeah mostly mostly I'm I'm either running or probably going to the movies it's a good balance there yeah yeah, yeah. although I was just thinking have you done any of the run Albion events I have not so I missed the one from last year okay. I yeah I well you know we do really. three really three really? events every year I didn't know that so I, I did know about the, the was it the 5k in the summer well because they're all 5k 10ks but okay. we do one like in April before the college students leave okay and then we do one um, in late June um, kind of before 4th of July and then the last one is um, corresponds with Festival of the Forks oh okay so it's it's be hard pressed for me to do the festival of forks because that's generally when school is in session Mm -hmm. they're on a friday evening though are they they are but generally when they do it so when when school it's it's right around when school first starts Mm -hmm. um my mentoring programs are generally coming back and so i'm in training for them and so while most people get to leave i'm usually still there well i get the sense that if you because we do series awards and if you get if you participate in two out of the three events Mm -hmm. Then you, you're eligible for series awards. I could see you being up in the top of the, the <laughs> rankings for you know for series awards if you you know come I up mean, to a couple of the events. I mean maybe. So my 
One, one thing that, that my mom taught me is always stay humble about whatever you do, right? And so one thing that I've tried to do, um, and this is just about me personally, mm -hmm. outside of the fellows program and the work that I do, um, I, I like to work in the background, right? I like to, I don't necessarily, I don't need my presence to be known, but I can help you or someone get to where they're, where they're going and, and, and do what needs to be done. And I'm not the one that needs acknowledgement. I don't, I don't look for it. So it's okay if I run two or three of these and I don't, I'm not on that award podium. Okay. All right. Uh, but know that I still we ran just want, it. We want runners and walkers and, okay. you know, and anybody, whether you want to saunter or skip or, yeah. or meander down <laughs> the 5K, that is all okay. We take everybody. Um, we just want, you know, to give opportunities to be out and healthy and yeah. enjoy the community and, and all that. So I will make sure to get an entry sent your way as, Please soon, as, do. as soon as we get it up and going. Please so. do. I would, I would actually enjoy that. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate you coming out a little bit of the background <laughs> into our little dim spotlight and joining us for um, for this conversation. So I really appreciate um, the thoughtfulness um, that you gave um, in your in your answers and in our conversation. I, I really appreciate your insights. So thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, absolutely no problem. Thank you for allowing me to be here and to to speak about it. It's 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 near and dear. Wonderful. Have a great rest of your winter. <laughs> <laughs> All 37 weeks of it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, that wraps up another episode of Brick by Brick, your source for the best conversation about what has happened and what is happening in Albion. I'd like to thank today's guest, Clarence Sturgis, for spending some time with us and hope you'll join us for our next podcast in a few weeks. Please make sure to subscribe to Brick by Brick either on iTunes or online at soundcloud.com or go directly to our website, downtownalbion.com forward slash brick by brick to listen to past episodes. We welcome your feedback. And if you or anyone you know would be a guest on our podcast, be sure to share your contact information with us. Until next time, we will see you around town.